Hey guys, Eric here, and I just got a couple uh, notes before we jump into today's podcast. First one, I just want to remind you guys to follow the channel on Twitch at twitch.tv slash gamewithfamepodcast. Trigger the notifications, that way you know every time the show is live. Secondly, I made a little uh, mess up with today's podcast. I forgot to record right from the beginning, so when we jump in today, it'll be in the middle of Trevor's answer to the very first question, which was how he balances his schedule as a Major League Baseball player and a Twitch streamer. Hope you guys enjoy. I try to make get something in uh, when I'm on road trips. Uh, road trips are anywhere from like three to seven days long. Um, try to mix in a stream or two, especially if we can. I run into some good hotel internet that'll give me at least uh, ten up. Um, very rarely happens, so uh, I have a hotspot too that has has been about the same actually as as, as Wi-Fi, but um, a little bit more consistent. So. Uh, but for the most part, when I'm when I'm home here in Rochester, I have my home set up here where you, you can kind of see around me, and I try to go in the mornings. Try to start at 9 a.m. So so in reality, like at a, if I have a home game, I'll go from nine to one or one thirty, and then I'll go to the field at two, and I'll be at two to be at the field from two to about eleven, and then I come home, go to sleep, and wake up in the morning and do it again. <laughs> I kind of made the decision that you know you want to kind of you know, make a go of something, especially when I'm still kind of young. Um, and there's, you know, uh, I could lie and say, you know, it's not about jumping on a little bit on the Fortnite wave, but um, that's a game that got a little bit of notoriety for. So, and it's become immensely popular. So I'm just trying to take advantage of, of, of the time I have. Um, and, uh, you know, as I, I, I always say, you know, you can sleep when you're dead, I guess. And you mentioned like having to stream from hotel rooms. Do you have any good stories about like, you know, this- some strange things that have happened or crazy things have happened as you've been trying to stream like in different places as you travel throughout, throughout your games. Nothing super crazy has happened. I mean, I, I, my, my acoustics are always different. So every time I hop in, like, especially if you play with a guy, you know, so some of these bigger guys with really, really nice equipment and, and sound treated rooms, like they're playing in like a studio uh, and you sound like you're in a closet or under a waterfall. They're just like, Hey, you sound like you're talking to yourself, but outside of your own body. Like, and I get that one quite a bit. Um, not, 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 nothing too crazy. No one like walking in and and uh, seeing I'm I'm like yelling at my computer or anything. But it's been interesting trying to make sure I bring everything I need all the time. There's been a couple of times where I had to prop. I didn't. I forgot my uh, mic arm and had to just like lay it on the desk or stack a bunch of books and then put it to where it's close to my mouth. I've played from the field a couple times when I was in between living in a hotel in Rochester and getting an apartment. Um, so I would go set up in the video room where they have really good internet. And, and a couple times I, I didn't stream, but I played, uh, played from there. Actually one time I did stream with no camera cause I just didn't want to have a cam inside of a locker room. But, uh, and that I had to do that, but it, it's become pretty, pretty easy for me. Uh, I'm, I'm, I got my setup down to like a three minute setup, just get the laptop and everything, all everything plugged in and set up and ready to go. But it's been fairly smooth sailing apart from, you know, terrible uh, internet speeds at times. And you mentioned, you know, some of these bigger streamers, they have like the studios where they have everything perfect for their for their setup and perfect for their stream. You've played with some of these these big name streamers, such as a Ninja or a Tim the Tap Man. I'm sure for them it's pretty cool being able to play with someone 
who's a major league baseball player. But for you, you see these guys as like these big time streamers. What's it been like to play with some of those personalities? Well, first of all, I have a kind of a, a little bit. When I first got on Twitch, I had a little bit of, you know, fangirl, you know, fanboy feeling. Uh, it was pretty cool to, you know, you look at numbers and the number of people watching, but it's different than seeing them in person. So it doesn't feel real. Like I, I, Ninja's been doing this for months now with with hundred thousand plus viewers, but I still think that like that number doesn't register as a hundred thousand people, and like the way it would for for example, if you're playing like like you know for Alabama football team with hundred thousand people, that's a different feeling. But that's what he gets every single day for every single stream, um, and and so I have a un- unique kind of a unique look at it that. You know, these guys, people who are famous are just people. Like I've I've played with now I've been like a teammates with Joe Maurer for years now, and then like Brian Dozier, who's a big big baseball name now, and Tory Hunter, who's probably gonna be a Hall of Famer. Uh, my manager is a Hall of Famer. Like these guys are all, you know, infamous or famous in baseball, um, where you know, they have these huge followings and but they're just they're just, you know, teammates. Um and so I kind of went into it medium knowing that they're, they're just, they're just dudes, you know, trying to do their best. Um, and, and uh, taking it with that grain of salt, I kind of like made a, just really enjoyed playing with them. They're the personalities of guys that, and we're all kind of around the same age. I think me and Tim are, me and Tim are the same age um, and Ninja's a year or two younger than us, but like we would all been in high school together. Like we, we all lived through the first iPhone and, and like, you know, World of Warcraft Vanilla and 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 Burning Crusade and Wrath Lich King when it was like when we were in our early twenties, um, which we all played. Uh Halo two, which was Ninja's and Halo Three, which Ninja made his name on. Um, I played that religiously as well. So we like all had the same experiences. So like when we go and we want to just joke around and bring up stuff from our childhood, we all have the same references because we all did the same thing. So it was really it was really uh really cool to um uh, that first of all that they kind of allowed me to to hang hang about hang around them because you know from the streaming circles i'm sure there's there's hundreds of thousands of people that want to play with these guys right so um it, it was just but we we were just having kind of a uh a pretty pretty uh just normal gaming atmosphere it felt like i was just playing with my buddies um and it's been pretty cool and uh and and being kind of included in a lot of the the shenanigans and funny stuff and you know, making appearances in YouTube videos and stuff. That's all kind of a kind of kind of funny for me and, and uh hilarious just to kind of relive what I saw from what they saw and um and it just makes it even funnier. And and uh you know I've I've been fortunate enough to actually hang out with Tim quite a bit in real life. Met him at BlizzCon last year and my wife was there and his best friend Paul who's becoming uh becoming uh, really well known in the in the Tim the Tatman circle as well. So they're guys that I realized that if we all had gone to the same high school, we would have been in the same friend group because they were all baseball players as well. I would have just been the guy that went on to play pro and then he became a streamer. Like that's what would have happened. And uh, we would probably be in the same kind of roles we're in now. So it's, it's, it's just, it's, I think that comes out. I think that, that, that just kind of natural having fun comes out in the streams. I think that's why they're fun to watch. So, um, and it's made streaming really fun for me. Um, because I'm hyper competitive. When I play solo, I have a tendency to go uh, get a little bit in, in into rage mode faster than when I'm playing with those guys. I don't care near as much um, about the outcomes, um, and that's been refreshing as well. Just kind of letting things roll off my back, 
Um, and it's translated into me playing alone or play, playing with other people, not getting as frustrated. Uh, but that's just the nature of who I am as a competitor. It's just, uh, I'm simply never going to be okay with not being good. Um, I'd rather not do something than not be good at it. Uh, that's just kind of, that's kind of the nature of the, the beast, but it's, it's, it's been a lot of fun. Um, and even Ben, Dr. Lupo, uh, he's a phenomenal guy. Like, they're just all really good dudes that do really great stuff for the community, and I think they all know that what their um, what their real what their opportunity with Fort with becoming Fortnite streamers, kind of being growing with the game, has allowed them to do, and they're and they're doing all the right stuff um, in order to make a really positive impact, uh, not only on gaming community but like in the mainstream as well as people start to kind of buy into video games becoming a little bit more of the mainstream. Weird story. Uh, uh, and I know this is a part of your question, but I think you'll get a kick out of it. The other day, I have a game we're playing in Lehigh Valley in Allentown, Pennsylvania against the Phillies AAA team. And their bullpen has like a kind of a walkway in front of it. So it's between the outfield fence and the, and the bullpen. So we're sitting there. We're, we're trying to watch the game in this group of Scottish kids. So there's probably 20 of them. They're Boy Scouts and they're on exchange program. They just don't care about baseball. They don't play baseball in Scotland, so they don't really care. So they're just kind of standing. They're just firing questions at us. They want, they want us to give them balls and stuff. They're kind of in our way. And uh, we, when we get big groups of kids like that, we like to interact or, or at least mess with them a little bit. So some came up and they're like, we're like, you guys got to watch the game. They're like, we don't care about the game. So Fortnite came up, obviously. They play Fortnite. Uh, nobody, you know, we acted like we didn't play. Um, then they asked who had the most wins. And then all my teammates kind of threw me under the bus. They're like, it's Trevor. It's obvious. It was very clear that Trevor was like, oh, how many you have? And I was like, I don't know, five or 600. And they're like, geez, you play a lot. And so I obviously had to ask them about Amazon Prime. Uh <laughs> And uh, it came up. They asked me what my what my Twitch name was, and I said I am Trevor May. And one kid, like so, the rest of them, they were like, "Oh, like okay, cool." They were like writing it down. One kid looked up from his phone, and his eyes got size of dinner plates. He's like, he just yelled, "Like you play with Ninja!" Just screamed it at me. And these kids went nuts. Like they went asked me questions, what they're like. If I can get them to play with them, can I assign their phones? Can I and and it, it dawned on me that, oh, my God, I'm in my uniform. I'm on a field right now. Like, I, I don't have to tell them I play baseball. They know. <laughs> and they don't care. It's all about Twitch. And that's this is the year we're in. You know, people are becoming realized that that's kind of the new. It's like reality TV, TV and competitive video games together. And, you know, that's kind of the new the thing the kids like to do. And it's 2018. And. That's where we're at, and it was so it was so funny and surreal for for me to, to just to kind of see because I've had the other thing happen where people were kind of cool, excited about being a baseball player, and now they're excited about video games. Um, I just happened to do both, which was funny. So, do you ever get people who recognize you from your Twitch channel and don't even really not from not from you being a baseball player? Um, yeah, unless Fortnite comes up, um, no, uh, not by my face. It's it's just not as easy because you can't see your whole body. People will know Ninja, but like Tim, Tim can walk around a lot too, and people don't don't like connect that it's him. I think that he, I mean, if he goes to conference and stuff, obviously they know he's got a big beard and you know he's very very uh, noticeable. But like Ninja's really noticeable, um, and so, but because they can't see like how big I am in real life, uh, not only that, I'm kind of imposing as it is. So, but I I, I would imagine. I would imagine, like next TwitchCon, that uh, uh, I might get might get pointed out just a little bit more than I did before. You know, maybe that's wishful thinking. I don't know. It's kind of cool, but at the same point in time, I'm sure those guys wish they could just 
just walk around like quietly for five minutes. But no, so no, not not out in real life yet. But I I have a feeling that I'm I'm either gonna I'm be noticed or I'm gonna be with Tim, and it's gonna be like a whole group of kids on the street or something. It's gonna be crazy. <laughs> and you started streaming in 2017. Is that right? 2016. 2016. 2016. And this is like around the time Overwatch came out. Did you start streaming because because of Overwatch? Was that kind of like yes. what made you want to stream? And so yes. what about that game made you decide that streaming on Twitch is going to be your new hobby? Because I was playing it so much. Um, so the thing about me is uh, one thing you should know, maybe you don't know about me, but uh, my, my, my hobbies, like I get really, really passionate about them and I go really hard and on them and then i spend so much time that i need to turn it into some sort of business or income and so I've, I've always played video games my whole life but i got really really into music um house music and producing excuse me um and going to shows and listening to music and i was like well i'm gonna spend this much time i might as well just explore the business opportunities you know i started djing and i bought turntables and i, and I went all out on that and i actually made a little bit of money doing it for a while and that was all fun. But then Twitch, I think video games have always been the, like, I have no problem putting 12 hours of a day into a video game. Like, I have no no qualms, never, ever have. Um, and then Twitch just was the obvious other side of that, right? So um, I got into Overwatch and I was just playing. I was playing on PS4 to start. I, I, don't, I was like, I don't know how much I'm going to play this, so I'm not going to build a computer. Like, I'm just going to, I'll just play on PS4. And then I got into Twitch. I got to, like, level 40. This is before Ranked was even out. And then I was like, you know, then I then I found Tim and I found Lassus and I found Korea and I found Poke and I found all those guys played together at the beginning, very beginning, um, and and Moon Moon. And I was I found myself just watching all the time because I wanted to get better because like I said, I don't want to do anything that I'm bad at. So then I was like, well, then I'll go buy a laptop and I'll just you know I'll, I'll start streaming off a laptop. So I went and bought an Alienware laptop, bought all the peripherals, a bunch of Razor stuff because I've always used Razor stuff. And then you know I started taking it on the road with me. Then I realized that I need something a little bit better to get a little bit better quality. So then I built a desktop for 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 the home, and then I had a lap, then I had a, a laptop for going on the road. And then I went home to Seattle, and I was like, you know what? I need a, I need a desktop here, and I want to build a studio because I bought, just bought a house and I had this extra room. So I built this whole studio with like triple monitors and a mounted TV and all this stuff. So I, I, I saw my normal pattern going again. So then once you buy all this stuff, you got to rationalize it by putting lots of time into it. That's kind of what I, uh, I did. I, I, um, I started, started setting a schedule, uh, trying to actually rank up in, in, in Overwatch, and then PUBG came out. And I noticed that there was no, there wasn't a ranking system that had SR that either crushed your soul or, or made you feel good for a little bit before it crushed your soul again. Um, and you could play with anybody, which was cool. Then that's the first game I played with Tim um, and played with Lass um, when it first came out. And so I was able to play with these bigger streamers who had been part of their communities for a while. Um, and that was cool. And then uh, I did that. I, I probably have a thousand hours of PUBG now. And uh, Fortnite came out and I noticed growing fast. And I really, I liked the building up. I, I like liked the fact that I could just get into a game and then improve myself and not have to have anybody with me. And then I just bought in and, and then every single person I knew played it. So like there was always someone to play with. And then like all my teammates, like suddenly being good at Fortnite was like another thing that was like desirable. <laughs> so, so, uh, and then it just kind of all went from there. So 
currently that's where we are now. I'm just, you know, today actually was my two year sub sub anniversary. My get my sub button. And uh, it's been a seems like it's gone by really fast, but it's actually been quite a while now. And you mentioned earlier with guys like Dr. Lupo and Ninja, they've really grown with Fortnite as the game has grown itself. What do you think about the game has allowed it to just reach reach such new heights in in a video game that maybe we haven't seen from other games in the past? It's pretty simple. The fact that it's equally playable on console and PS or PC. There's there's just so many people that play console casual. It's the casual and the competitive game are both. They've catered to both sides. Um, and changes in the meta doesn't really kill the competitive side of it. It just changes a little bit, and but casuals can still play. And they can play with anybody, and there's no rank system to keep to create a barrier between friends where they can't play with each other. And so it's been it's just it's just so open that it just makes sense. So anyone from ten to fifty can play the game and enjoy it. Um, and that's what we've seen. We've seen it. And then they added in all the cosmetic things, things that are referenceable in real life, like the dances were huge. And uh, it, that's one thing that human beings enjoy is having things in common with other people. And everyone has this in common. So everyone knows the dances. Everyone knows the jokes. Um, and that just it kind of just snowballed on, on itself, I think. Yeah. Actually, tomorrow on the podcast, I'm having... Uh, Nolan Garrity, he played for UMBC, the team that upset Virginia, and he was yeah. one of the guys that was like doing the Fortnite dances on yeah. the bench every time you show him. So that's like a perfect example of like yeah. the game just merging into different parts of like popular culture. Absolutely. And I wanted to ask a little more about you know the pers- the personality side, the personal side of streaming. I think for athletes, a lot of times it's all about controlling your image and like how you're portrayed by different people. And as a streamer, you want to, you know, show off your personality to people watching and your fans. How do you kind of balance showing your personality, but also remembering that like you represent the Minnesota Twins and yourself? Yeah, that's been a very interesting dichotomy for me. Um, to be honest, you know, I, I there's a little part of me there. Most of the time, I pretty much swear like a sailor. I always have. Like, it's just when I'm behind closed doors. I'm never malicious, but I, I just, you know, I have no problem swearing. Uh, and that immediately was, I noticed, was a thing that I had to worry about um, on the stream. And then I kind of gave into it a little bit and made sure made sure I set some rules, like never directed at anybody, just directed at yourself or directed it just into the air, right? And it's, it's more funny than, you know, scary or cringy. So, um, but fortunately, some one thing that's really, really helped me out is, Playing, playing again. Playing with Ninja Lupo and and, and Tim, like Lupo and Tim will, but they'll 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 get into kind of f bomb territory every once in a while, um, just for like ten minutes. Um, but but just the fact that Ninja has taken it upon himself to kind of remove swearing from his things he does has kind of bled over into our our streams because we know when we're we're playing with him, we should be swearing and and it's a, like I've I've found it much easier to add in funny substitute. Uh, uh, you know, made meaningless words, words yeah. instead. Yeah, made up words, um, which just add to the content, I think. So it gives the same, it just gives some unique personality, but it gives the same effect than just yelling, you know, the F word, which doesn't need to happen. I, uh, I don't think anyone's, I don't, I don't think there's many people out there that are actually even offend, quote unquote offended by it. It's more, it's more like a, you know, we'd rather not hear it. So 
it's just I think it's better better that way, especially when you got kids in there and, and you and try to try to set a good example. And those guys do a really they do a really really good job of trying to make you know their communities a, a, a fun place to be and a, um, no toxicity and, and as as well as they know how to do it and um, they try to give back as much as possible to to gaming and you know and it's it's a it's basically it's a big big community of people that a lot of times are anonymous and that brings out the worst in people sometimes. So we all got to do our part to kind of, uh, try to, try to make it, keep it as positive as possible without, you know, you know, obviously adding in some bad manners every once in a while, but they can, you know, keeping it, keep it in the, keeping it within reason. And, uh, so things have gotten better. And, and, and when it comes to baseball, um, and your job, yeah, it is all, it's smart to always be cognizant of, of who you're representing, but, a weird thing for me has been figuring out how much of what I want to do is for me and, and is and like things, certain things I, sh- I shouldn't, no one, no one on that side should be worried about with me. And, and I shouldn't be worried about what they think about it as well, even if they are your employer, because there's certain things that, that sometimes are stupid uh, to be worried about. So it, it, I, I've run into a couple of those situations. Um, I think where someone said, Hey man, you probably shouldn't, stream at 9 a.m. on your, on your well, before a game or st- something but that's my time i don't have to be to feel till two and so i've kind of gotten past that things like that um but it is a very very interesting inter- interesting relationship especially during the season so um it's it's ongoing for me still learning but uh it's, i think it's gone pretty well so far have you received any other pushback like as you as you started your stream with you know besides things like that like streaming on game days any other things you kind of had to deal with as you have uh, become a streamer. Yeah. I mean, when I was hurt, I wouldn't stream during the big league games because I was like on the roster technically. And yeah. I, I just, I don't think, I, I think that they didn't, they wouldn't really care, but if I was out there just promoting it and pushing it and talking about it, only that and all the time and trying to push kind of the attention to that direction. Um, and I was doing something else when they, they like, they know I'm not sitting at my house watching every game, like religiously. Yeah. I watched pretty much all the games, but they're going to have them on my side monitor. Like, you know, with, we're not watching with rapid attention. It's just simply not happening when you're the DL, especially when you can't play and it just makes you mad that you can't be out there. So, but I, that was my rule. I set that rule. Um, and that was just on me. And no one told me to do that. I just thought that was the right thing to do. And, uh, but it, it, it's, it's crazy to think just, I'm, I'm, especially right now, I'm in this weird situation where that, that even that this, all the Scottish kids at the game, it's like, Yes, baseball is is a phenomenal. I, I'm so you know blessed to be where I am and, and have the opportunities I have, especially um, now that my arms actually starting to bounce back and feel really good for the first time in over a year and a half, which is which is exciting. And, and baseball beat me down a little bit. Not you know it was it was I was not happy knowing that I wasn't the person I used to be um, for a long time, which sucked. Um, and so having an outlet helped. But now that I'm back there. Um, it's, it's so crazy to look like I'm, I'm right now, I'm even in both hands saying dude, streaming, like in general, the whole community of streaming could someday probably will be bigger than like in a market business, you know, uh, career standpoint, maybe not for me, but for, for somebody, for, for many people bigger than baseball is, um, sure. And that's the trend we're going to, and whether we like it or not, we can we can say I don't think it is. It simply is. It's just I don't think this is flavor of the week. I think this is just where we're going, and we're gonna we're going there quickly. But I happen to be good at that as well. Also, in addition to baseball, so it's like trying to make sure that I'm 
giving giving it a good amount of attention while still making sure that baseball is my number one priority. That makes sense. You know, baseball and sports in general is something where, you know, in one game or one play, your career could be over before you even know it. You know, be, but looking at beyond your baseball career, is gaming something you want to, you know, have incorporated in your life after baseball? Oh, heck yeah. Um, 100%. Man, that's kind of where I was going with that. Yeah, this is going to be some way or the other. I think that my next um, career is going to be in games somewhere. Um, it might actually be more on the competitive side, not coaching even, just helping develop a lot of the systems that have developed around uh, traditional sports with scouting and, you know, products for improvement and, and, and tracking and all like all this stuff, right. That's all really new with video games. I've already, I actually own a company called Esports lab that's working through developing a lot of tools for, for overwatch and for the overwatch league and working with the overwatch league teams um, to get them a lot of metrics and things on their practice and their, their gameplay and, you know, working in tandem with a couple other, other, you know, groups that are doing stuff. Um, and that's something I'm interested in possibly um, being that, doing that full-time eventually, because you, like you said, baseball careers, professional sports careers don't last forever. I'm 28 years old, about to be 29. That doesn't mean like I'm probably, probably at least halfway. Right. So, you know, it's something to think about and just, just if you can have something, especially something you're passionate about, you really enjoy kind of just set up for when that, uh, for when that day comes where, a team, you know, a GM looks at you in the eye and goes, "Hey, man, you're not good enough." You're like, "Well, you know, I'm good enough at the other things. So I'm gonna go do that." Um, that's something I'm excited about being able to say I can do, um, but at the same time, you know, I feel like I have so much left to do on a baseball field. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. So, and I want to go in more about, you know, you're rolling esports and esports versus traditional sports in general. Um, you're part of Luminosity Gaming, which is an esports organization. For people who don't know what that is. I think the best comparison is like think of Real Madrid, which a lot of people know as a soccer team, but they also have a men's basketball team, a women's basketball team, a volleyball team, teams for all different kinds of sports. So Luminosity Gaming is similar in that they have teams for Fortnite and League of Leve- League of Legends and Overwatch and different games. Um, so you are a brand ambassador for Luminosity Gaming. How did that opportunity come up for you and what is your role within the organization? Uh, Steve, the CEO and founder of Luminosity, reached out um, in the summer or the fall of 2016. He's like, so you're getting really into streaming, like your stream's not huge, but, you know, we just had a lot of conversations about like things I want to be involved in and, and the ways I want to get, you know, get involved and, and how the like, connections I'd like to make and just just ways that I was kind of passionate about the way I saw things developing in, in esports um, because, there's lots of viewers. There's lots of people that want to watch esports. Now it's the development of everything around those those people to make a, a user experience um, good and feel like it's in control by the people watching is important. And I was like, a lot of people are doing good stuff there. And and the Overwatch League, this is we heard rumblings of the Overwatch League this time. I was like, might do that well. Um, I hope. Um, and there's some certain sustainability things. So we just got to talk about like. I was like, why do leagues kind of come and go in esports? Like, why why aren't why aren't people why aren't players like who are fifteen now? Why are four years are they not wanting to play the same games they wanted to play four years ago? Why do games come and go like that? Um, and a lot of it has to do with lack of sustainability in leagues. So I started to talk to him kind of about things I wanted to do that might help create some sustainability and things that need to happen in leagues. Um, and from there, he's like, you know what? 
you want to be a brand ambassador, like just just to kind of make this thing maybe more or less informal, but you know, just kind of attach your name to us. And I was like, sure. And um, that kind of evolved into being part of the stream team as well. Um, it's funny the first time I played with Ninja, he didn't know we'd been on the same stream team for a year. Yeah, that was that was a cool thing. And now, you know, especially in the last two months or so, I've actually started. I feel like I've contributed a little bit to that stream team, so that feels that feels pretty good too. Um, but for the most part, it it is kind of a, a gentleman's agreement. I rep Luminosity. They're my they're the I'm I'm extremely proud to be part of this organization. And and uh, uh, Steve's got a lot of lot of really cool stuff in store, um, things that he's working on, um, and, and things that you know I'm going to try to be a part of in the future. You know, even from a business standpoint. So um, I think he's got I think he's got the right idea, and I think he's got a lot of really really great stuff that he wants to do so it just felt like something i wanted to be a part of and um and here we are and i've read about some things you've said you think can improve in esports and one of those things is, is training for those esports athletes why do you think some type of formal training or the training you're thinking of is important uh for upcoming people who want to become esports athletes and people who already are a part of it well, one, you can always be better. That's one thing that's big. Um, but there's 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 certain areas of life that could translate into uh, higher mental acuity, longer, you know, ability, higher endurance levels, um, higher focus levels for longer periods of time. All these things can be done better. And um, the way the world works now is everything's data driven, and video games are played on a computer. The amount of data you can gain from a program that you're playing is insane. So there's 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 stuff everywhere that could that could give you insight into why people are better than other people and and how you can improve all of those things I just mentioned. Like it's it's a perfect it's a perfect ecosystem for gathering data. The problem the 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 the, the problem that companies companies build them around traditional sports are everything's wearable, everything's based on different environments, indoors, outdoors, wind conditions you know, how your body feels on a day, daily basis, all this stuff or, or, and, and fatigue, like for example, for a pitcher, I can only pitch off a mound every couple of days. But like there's only so much, you know, information we can get in small, small data sets forever for a long time. And it takes a whole year to get enough to figure out if I'm going to pop my elbow or not. Um, and that even then it's not very, you know, compelling sometimes. So it's, it's with video games, these guys are playing for 10 hours every single day all the time. Um, there's, there's just a lot of opportunities to get a lot of to, to clean up a lot of this stuff. And a big thing, a big problem, one thing that sports do, even if you if even if you're bad, is exercise is healthy. Um, so, so kids going out and playing soccer on the three v three v three soccer team when they're six is good for their bodies, right? But if if those six year olds are now going to start playing games, we're going to see health deteriorating faster. It's simple. It's just yeah. going to happen if they if they never give sports a chance or they don't get any exercise and that was never part of their their life then it's going to be a problem but the beauty of that is people who are competitive and play competitive games having a lot of exercise and having a lot of physical endurance can translate into being able to play a game for a really long time at a really high level well it actually does it just simply does exercise improves focus um energy levels food like the same way that i need to have energy to go physically run and throw and uh, pitch you need to be properly hydrated and properly uh you know fueled up to play a game for three hours um, where the tiniest fast switch muscles need to be working constantly. Um, it, it's all the same. It's the same idea. It's just, uh, it needs to be executed in different ways. Um, and I think that that's just, people don't know, like it's also new, especially like 
I went and talked to the guys at the Overwatch League. They played one season now. So they've learned a lot of stuff. The, di- the way that these guys are different now than they- when I talked to them, than they are now, they know so much more stuff. They're regulating their sleep. They know what time the game is the next day. They know exactly how much time they need to be awake to be at their height focus-wise. Um, and people, guys were like sleep tracking themselves and setting their alarms based on that and changing their sleep patterns all the time to be as ready for like later games and as ready for, for early games so that their mental state was around the same. Like that's a net, that's the next level. That's what the high level guys do. And so that kind of stuff is going to become more and more and more prevalent. And then you talk the business side of it, guys are going to be asking for contracts and you're going to need to prove that they're healthy or prove that they're good or prove this, or prove that. And the more data you have on the reasons you're good, it's just going to strengthen your case. And that's, you know, that's already a problem. We're looking at baseball. Like they're really agents are really like, or in our union is really weird about us wearing wearables because they don't want, the team to find something and then use it against you in your contract negotiations, which is a valid fear. So it's, but at the same time, you can also find a a bunch of really good stuff. So um, it's all stuff that like guys who play professional video games never thought about before. Um, And now it's becoming real. Like you're playing 50 games over six months. Right. And you got to like be ready every day. And like, you gotta be ready for practice. You gotta play high level practice or you're not going to play. Like, Every day matters. That's the that's the reality I've been living for eleven years. So um, that's all really interesting to me. I think I have really interesting insight to that, and that's that's things I can I can bring to the table. You know, as these leagues form and as unions form, and as all this like the kind of the business and the the physical and the improvement side of things coalesce, um, I have a lot of input on it. And you've also talked about creating paths for people to become esports athletes. You know, for a sport like baseball, there's not everyone follows the same path, but there's, you know, kind of a similar path for a lot of players. You play growing up, you play travel ball, you play high school, you train during the off season. You either get drafted out of high school if you're good enough, or you have the opportunity to play in college and things go from there. But for esports, it's also new. There's not really a path to become an esports athlete. Nope. Do you have? Do you think there's an ideal path? And and you know, what? what advancements are going to be made as far as that? And how do you see that forming as esports evolve? So the biggest problem esports has by far is that there's no path. So for every game, and this is every game, like league of legends actually might do the best job now, but even then when a guy, so for example, here's what we saw. Here's a problem. We saw there was a lot of professionals that played overwatch from season one to season six, right? Overwatch league came out. Some of them were left out, right? who were at the highest level, and now they're not at the highest level because Overwatch League came, they weren't chosen for a team. That doesn't mean they're not good enough. They just, they're, they're like, see this gigantic wall just went up in front of them. They're like, okay, what do I do now? And no one had the answers. They're like, playing a contender's team and maybe get picked up. What, what does that mean? So the thing with baseball is it's become so fixed that there's this check bo- checklist of 50 things you have to accomplish. I have to be good at high school, and then I have to be good as a junior, and then, and then as a senior, and then I have to go to go to uh, uh, uh uh, either pro or college and go from there. And if I'm good there, then I can go maybe get a chance to next. It's obviously very far-fetched, but if I check all those boxes, I will get to the highest level. That's what I did. I, I went straight to pros because I wanted to get to the big leagues faster. Took me six and a half years in the minors. You got to play on all the minor league teams. Um, you got you got guys who are your bosses that are just like, hey, man, we don't think you're good. Or, hey, man, we think you're good. Or, or And there's like, you, you don't know what anyone's thinking or what anyone's doing. And you just kind of just play, right? And that's just part of it. And then you go and you hope and, and and you hope that your good play will get you there. And eventually, if you do it long enough, it does. That 
it, instead is in in the in esports is just hey I pl- play good I hope someone here who can make it like I hope I network with somebody here that could just give me a chance like that's all it is it's like who do you know or who does your players know because you don't you don't have any substitutes and that's how they picked up players or they would poach tier two tier one teams would just take tier two teams poach them and then add one good player and then now they play for a tier one team now they're tier one that's how they moved up and like with the Overwatch League that doesn't work anymore. You can't do that because there's rules. So now contenders teams need to feed into the big, big teams and then open teams need to feed into contenders teams. And they're starting to kind of contenders teams are starting to be affiliated with a big team. And now they're coming they're figuring out rules, whether or not like you can transfer from team to team with some rules like that needs to happen. There needs to be a minor leagues so that, so that people who are amateurs then can get into the minor leagues and be like, okay, if I'm here, then one of these teams could call me up. Now there's a path. Now it's worth it. But the problem is all these high-level teams were like, this isn't worth it anymore. I'm just going to play another game. And then, then the league dies. And it just happens over and over and over and over because there's no there's no young group of kids that want to play that game anymore because they don't see an opportunity for them to play it. So then the high-level gamer players of that game kind of just sift out and go anywhere else. And then they run out of players and then the or, or the, the level of play goes, the investors pull out and the league kind of just falls apart. And that's, that's how it's kind of... And then a new league pops up for the new big game. Right. And then it goes from there um, for a game team game like Overwatch that could work. That I think that's going to work. I think they're going to do it well. I think that they're the first inaugural season proves that. Um, and then as they I think as they finally eventually get to a collective bargaining agreement, because I think they will um, and players start getting paid like real good money where they have control over what they're getting paid. That's when that's when parents start to be come OK with the kids trying to get into that league. Uh, I think that when it becomes a career and that you get a celebrity status and make, you know, a million bucks or something a year guaranteed, like parents are they going to be like, right, go, go play Overwatch for 10 years. There's going to be a lot more or 10 hours a day. There's going to be a lot more parents saying that after that than they are now. Yeah. Um, and that that's important. Like, who are we kidding? My dad would not have been like, yeah, go play. Go, I'll send you all these tournaments and go play these prospect tournaments. If at the very, very end of the tunnel, me making ten million dollars wasn't an option, if it was like if there was if they're like, yeah, you're gonna play for free the whole time. He probably had been like, ah, let's you know, let's go be, let's go get a, let's go be a financial advisor. How's that sound? Get a real because, job. That's what they would say, right? Get a real job, right? And what's gonna pay you? What's gonna take care of you? Because they just want what's best for the kids. And so Ninja's helping with that. Like people are like, all right, make a YouTube channel, do it in your teenager's spare time. Maybe you'll become big and make yeah. money that way, but still stay in school. It's still important. It's always going to be important to get your education and learn, obviously. But it's going to be really important that that there's an influx of players that consistently want to get to the highest level and that they have some way to do it. Um, to so that the, putting the time into the game is worth it. Where they're not getting paid. The problem is contenders, like we saw this with a vision, lost their team right because they couldn't pay them anymore. The minor league teams in baseball are paid like nothing. Players are paid nothing, but it's for that opportunity. Yeah, we're okay with it because we get the opportunity. Contenders guys will be; they will be okay with it as long as they're one step away, and there's a clear transition. That happens; it's a then it's worth getting a thousand bucks a month. It's worth it. But if 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 I'm doing this for probably nothing, then it no longer is worth it. And you're going to play Fortnite for sure, right? So that's. That's the and there's there's tons of games and it's not like it's not like like I'm a baseball player I'm like I'm gonna go be a sprinter that's not I can't do that yeah. right but in, in video games like you see you saw tons of CS:GO players transition to PUBG like it was nothing 
because it's very similar similar gun mechanics and 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 uh peaking play. mechanics and yeah play and, and all that stuff play styles um and so you guys picked it right up um and a lot of overwatch players picked a Fortnite really easy because they they're used to their brains making that many decisions that quickly and moving around that fast it's just the nature of it but i think that as long as creators of these leagues have these ideas in their mind they know that's what needs to happen and they, they're doing everything they can i think blizzard is figuring it out slowly they just want to make sure they do it correctly my i'm envisioning there's being high school overwatch teams that then send guys to college and the college kids can then have a chance to join contenders at any time or like they have to take one year in college and then join contenders same way like basketballs that'd be cool yeah for sure and you're seeing, if you go to college yeah you're seeing it in some colleges already they're making esports teams as well and some schools are even pushing it to become a scholarship sport as yeah well, similar to like basketball or baseball a lot of small schools have actually scholarships now, which is cool, which is good because they were going to go play video games anyways. So if they can pay for school and they're in school, that's, that's great. And if schools take advantage of it well, they can make money off of it. And that's at the end of the day what they're trying to do. So it's it all seem, it's all very pretty straightforward. It's all pretty logical. Um, if you look at any traditional sport, all those things exist. It's just you have to look at how they, how they, created, how they were created and how it happened. Um, and then what challenges does esports run in? It's just a little bit more fickle at the moment. Uh, but since I've started speaking about this about a year ago, it's already gotten so much better. And we've already seen two pretty successful franchise leagues. People like, there's a lot of, you know, video game hipsters out there that are like, yeah, franchising isn't the way to go. That's not esports. But like, there's a reason franchising has worked for traditional sports yeah. with fans and with with sustainability when you have people who are on board for a long period of time they're going to do everything they can to make the thing work like you have more leverage people won't just pull out right so like big big investors so now overwatch league has all these huge investors who just made money from what i hear a lot of money off the overwatch league in, in season one they're going to facilitating finding when when these players start to negotiate their contracts and say hey you know uh sbb he 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 made two hundred fifty thousand a year but i played tracer better last year I want 300,000 next year. When they start making those those negotiations, teams are then going to have to go find, okay, where's the rookie that I can pay 50 grand a year that's just as good as those two guys? And how do we how do we know if they're good? And then they get their scouting departments and they start developing people within their organizations. And that's that's how it all happened. It just happened over 50 years for the other sports. We're in season 1 right now with with this sport. Exactly, yeah. And I want to talk more about esports versus traditional sports. Um, when you look at them, people kind of view them as these completely separate things, but there's a ton of parallels between the two of them. You know, like communication strategy, execution. You know, what what parallels do you see between the two the two things? Uh, so, I'll reference kind of a, a an idea ideology that I have um, that I've applied to pitching that literally applies to everything, every sport, and you, anytime you're competing against somebody, you're making a series of decisions and actions. So you you make a decision, then you act. You make a decision, and you act over and over and over and over and over. For starting pitcher, it's a hundred times we're pitching. So we're we're making we're picking our pitch for a reason. We're committing to doing that action, and then we're trying to do it. So I'm picking a pitch based on my game plan. I'm locking in on where I want to throw it and why, and then I'm throwing it and trying to execute it best I can. If I check all those boxes, I did everything I could. And then if they hit it, they're also doing the same thing I just did. So that's that's the essence of communication. It's easy to let that roll off your back. It's when you mess up 
it's a problem. But if you have something to look at every time, you can continue to get better. So I told these guys, you guys are Overwatch players. You make a lot more of these actions than I do because my game's slower. But like you're, if you're a DPS, you're in a certain position for a reason. You made a decision. So you're going somewhere for a reason. And then when you get there, you have to execute some sort of play, some sort of push, something. Or you have to you have to eliminate a player probably. Um, and you have to make adjustments as you, on the fly. But if you can look at your game plan, if that's sound, and your focus, and that's sound, and then your execution sound, you're probably going to be successful more often than not. That's when your talent is at its highest level. So I would tell them, you know, this is this is the way you should look at it. If you get in a slump, look at what those three elements, those three steps of every action. Is your game plan, is your focus, or is your execution? What what Where is the problem at? And then you focus on fixing it. And a lot of times it's in the moment. For me, when things are going poorly, that's those are the basic building blocks of pitching that I go to, those three steps. I, I go back and I go through them on the last pitch and I and I find a baseline. That's the most simple form I could put what I'm doing into. So that all this, like, hope I don't give up a double, hope I don't give up a home run, hope I don't walk this guy. All those thoughts then are pushed out of your head because all you can fo- think about is focusing on one, what's, what's going on, what's happening right this moment. Living in the moment, if, if you will. If you ever read a sports psychologist, psychology book, that's all they say over and over and over again. This is literally what it is. So I tell like kids that I get pitching lessons to say, you know, why do you want to throw that pitch there? Okay. And if it's just like, because I want to, you're like, okay, that's fine. That's a reason. I wanted you to have a reason. <laughs> then I say, okay, tell me out loud what spot you're trying to throw it to. A lot of times it's like fastball high or fastball away. So they like, okay, fastball away. I'll make them say it out loud because it's very hard to think about anything else while you're saying something different. So say it, force the thought in your head. And then I said, and then throw it. And I saw the like the light go on. Like that's all this is. That's it. You could be out in front of forty thousand people and you're still doing this. So I said, you're gonna be up on stage. Hundreds of people are gonna be there, but you know there's gonna be hundreds of thousands watching on TV. That's gonna go through your head. But how do you? refocus on you being in your room playing a game you go to these three steps analysis you know your game plan you got it down pat you feel confident in it where's your focus at are you focused on the right things or are you focused on those people if you're not focused on the people focus on the things and then execute sometimes you're not going to execute because you're gonna be tired or whatever your reason but after after you're done you can go say why well, wasn't executing and then we can go back to what I talked about earlier. And you can say, did I get enough sleep? Do I have enough energy? Is my focus there? Could I eat better? All these things. This is how you get better. And it's just running through the cycle in your head over and over again. So I think these parallels are, they're literally exactly the same for anything competitive. You can be playing chess. You can be playing basketball, football, Overwatch, Fortnite, um, badminton, tennis. It's just the speed at which they're happening and, you know, the mechanics of around the game. But but this, this, those three elements are go into every single decision you make and every single action you make in any competitive event. So if you really are struggling or you're really like things, seeing things snowball on you, it's because one of those three things is out of whack. Probably, probably all of them. Actually, you can't do, you can't do two without doing one or three and so on and so forth. You can't, you can't truly be successful. You won't get the results unless you're, you're, you're locked in. So I think they responded to that well. And that's something that I'll always tell anybody who's willing, looking to get better at anything. Um, if you're if you're competitive enough, um, it'll become more important to you than to that to seeing success in your ability to ac- accomplish those three three or do those three you know columns if you will. Well, that'll become your success as opposed to actually seeing results. And over time, the results will be there as well. 
So it's really hard to not look at every individual event and be like whether or not you won and lost and then want to change everything. That That's like the biggest problem every athlete has, pitchers especially. They go out and they're like, ah, you know, I, I – I just I gotta throw I I gotta throw a curveball instead of a slider and start changing these things because things can go well for them but that they might not be directly correlated. You actually have to have a correlation, and so this is allowed this mindset has allowed me to make good adjustments. I feel like for my whole career, um, and has have allowed me to kind of come out of the hole over and over again and see success again. So um, that's that's what I want to communicate to people who play video games professionally, especially because the vast majority of them have just been playing up until this point and then it became really real really quickly and i don't know if you read any of the stuff about like the overwatch league but a lot of people struggle with like mental health issues being depressed being really really down you know living with every lot lo- win and loss like you saw everyone apologize every time they lost yeah. because it's just they had no idea no idea how to handle it yeah it's just so new to them so new and and trust me when i said all that stuff to people in front of them they were like deer in headlights like hundreds of guys what this is crazy. I'm like, it's crazy. You're all 19. You, you never, you never even like a lot of you have never been on stage playing before. That's crazy. And this is going to be your reality and it's going to take toughness to get through. But if you stick with these, stick with this idea that it's that the game really is this simple, you'll, you'll see yourself out of the end um, and probably on top. So now, similar to the different views of traditional sports versus esports. People always, always kind of talk about the two cat, two categories of people as like jocks and and nerds, you know. And part of the part of the reason I started this podcast is because while people you know like to separate people into categories, in reality these all these all these things mesh together. People are many; they fit into many of these different kinds of categories. You know, yourself as as a game as someone who's a gamer and an athlete, have you like experienced you know? people trying to fit you into these boxes or like judgments being passed on you and, and how do you deal with that or, you know, address those situations? Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, one of the biggest things got me so excited about Twitch and everything uh, and esports in general is it's such a huge population that's just been underrepresented in a, in a competitive way ever. Um, there's a lot of stigmas put around it. Jocks are competitive and, and cool and popular and gamers aren't. But in reality, like there's hundreds of thousands of kids out there that, are hyper competitive too. They're just not good at sports, and they have the same exact drive that I have in just a different way. And I know that. And, and yeah, I've, I've absolutely been pigeonholed. When I was young, I got pigeonholed as a dork or a nerd as well. I just and because I, I, I got really good grades too. I did AP classes. I wanted to be valedictorian. I, those all those things were important to me. But I also played all the sports because I was a big, big, strong guy, and my and and I liked competing. And so, you know, maybe I got lucky. I, I did get lucky. I got lucky that I, you know, was able to do both things. Um, but that's something that I hope I can help with a little bit. That, yeah, I played baseball on a big stage and been in a big stadium in front of a lot of people. And, yeah, that's, you know, cool or seen as cool for, for by, by, by the traditional standpoints. But but I'm also a huge, huge goofball and a huge dork. And, and I'm just a guy that, like, you know, struggles with, struggles with, with you know, uh stuff like this a lot of the same problems that a lot of people out there that are that that are gamers and looking for you know lo- looking for community to be part of um looking for somewhere to belong you know we i struggle with a lot of that stuff as well um everyone does to some extent nobody has everything figured out so uh you you, you do get pigeon pigeonholed a little bit as as 
uh, I played so many video games that people thought I was, you know, sometimes I just wouldn't go out with my friends because I wanted to play games, you know, and that they would give you crap about it. Um, of course it's going to happen, but it's, it's just the way of the road as Tim, the tab, I would say. Uh, and just know that, just know that, you know, I, uh, I'm just a guy and, and everyone's out there just, 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 a, just another person on the other side of a computer. And, and, you know, we, we struggle a little bit maybe as a culture right now with being militant towards people on the internet. Uh, and, and that's not, I think that we, 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 we run in these problems throughout history in different ways. Uh, reasons people are very, very upset at another group of people. Um, and currently we're in, we're seeing a, a perceived, you know, nerdy culture becoming mainstream. And a lot of the people who have been controlling the mainstream as the, as the mas, macho masculine people are pushing back on that. But none of that matters. Um, as a part of both worlds, who cares? Uh, you know, do, do, do what you want. What makes you happy? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, like for myself, sometimes I'd be almost hesitant to tell people I play video games when I'd like meet people and they'd ask about hobbies or what I'd like to do just because of how they pigeonhole you sometimes. But I think now it's kind of gotten to the point where I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine with letting people know that I'm a quote unquote nerd or a geek because, you know, this is something that I enjoy to do. Absolutely. And, and to be honest, now I'm super pumped to tell everyone. <laughs> and it's become, it's become that, to be honest, I was never hesitant about people telling people I played video games. I didn't never really cared that much, but now I'm like, I'm like, all I want them to do is like, Hey, do you play Fortnite? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I play Fortnite. How many hours you got? How many wins you got? I just want to talk about it. Um, and uh, that's awesome. I'm that's super exciting uh, from a cultural standpoint, from a business standpoint, from, from everything, just seeing that transition and just knowing that that's always been a part of my life and, um, where the mainstream is going again is something that I'm also really interested in. That's super exciting for me in my life. Yeah, I get fired up too when I find out that someone I meet or someone I know also plays Fortnite. And you know, you're one of many athletes who has Twitch has started to grow. You need to see a lot of athletes becoming streamers from all different different sports leagues. Do you ever reach out to other athletes, or you, do you use their guys that you've you know encouraged to maybe start their own channel? Or yeah, yeah. Um... There's been a couple of guys too, even in music as well. Um, you know, the music's always hand in hand with pop culture, right? Yeah, and there's been some other athletes. Uh, 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 I played with uh, Jordan Fisher, who's a who's an actor. The other day, he was in the uh, the Fortnite Pro Am. Um, I know there's a bunch of NHL guys. Baseball is in, like I said, is in season. So guys, kind of just we tend to kind of drift back in our social media holes when we not talk about video games much during the season because we yeah. don't want people to light us up for distractions. I'm past that to the point where I'm I'm caught, I'm happy knowing that I'm doing. I'm working my butt off at the field every day and then I'm working my butt off here in the gaming thing that they're both working together and I'm not worried about it. But, uh, but yeah, there's, there's lots of gamers uh, uh, that are, that are both that I've that have said, Hey, you should, if you think you can put in time, because it, it really will be a waste of time. If you kind of just give up on like, if you just do it once a month, yeah. like it's just, it really isn't worth it, but by building everything. But if it's something that you're interested in, you, you think you have the personality for it. For example, Phil Hughes was a player, I'm with us, I was with the Padres now. Yeah, as a buddy of mine, and he just said he told me he's like, I don't know if I would really enjoy inter- like having to inter- entertain people. I was like, streaming is probably not for you then. Maybe being on other people's streams is enough for you, and it was. He played with like some other streamers and play Fortnite, and that was enough for him. He enjoyed it, um, but he thought about it, and 
you know, I, I was going to encourage him to if he really wanted it to, but that was something that I like doing. I like being entertaining and I like being having inside jokes in my chat and coming up with catchphrases and picking up new emotes and like the whole organizational like uh, uh, side of it, like planning events and and trying to plan stuff with other streamers and 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 you know make up like do all that stuff. I love that. I love content creation. I always have. Um, so this just made sense for me. But uh, yeah, there's there's I think uh, I think especially this offseason, a lot of baseball players going to come out of nowhere. And now we're getting the young, younger generation guys who were drafted out of high school in the last two years who are all Twitch streamers. So like they're they're coming out of the woodwork as well. Phil, he's famously killed Ninja, so it's probably his greatest Fortnite achievement. Famously killed Ninja in a when Ninja was playing solo squad snipers. <laughs> I like to make that very clear. And Ninja killed his whole team before Phil finally ran up the ramp and shot him. But uh, uh, that was super funny that they ran into each other, like in that situation too. Like the chances of them, like he played like two solo squad sniper games, like ever. He just happened to run into Phil in one of them. Pretty funny. As far as your fellow baseball mates and teammates, do you do you play with a lot of uh, athletes on your stream? Uh, on my stream, not as much lately because honestly, I'm streaming in the morning for like three yeah. hours, and that's when the when the other guys are on. Uh, if not, I like to do some rando duos and meet some kid. Like I've I've uh, my buddy Peyton, who's I think he's I think he's eight, and he plays on a controller, and we play sometimes, and that's funny. Uh, so I've tried to go in the, it's really hard because I, just, I don't stream eight hours a day. It's really hard to schedule a lot of the stuff with these guys, but I believe there, this might be a secret, but there, there's a secret pit baseball player Fortnite tournament going to happen. I think I'm going to play with Brett Phillips with the Brewers um, as my duo partner. And uh, we're going to try to win it. And it's got a pretty dang big prize pool. It's, it seems pretty, uh, pretty legit. So I can imagine. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, actually, I hate to admit it, but I still play Fortnite with the controller, even though I'm on PC because I'm very new to PC gaming. And I played for- Fortnite starting with on Xbox, but I'm working on it. Yeah, I mean, that's. I would, I like, I honestly, I always tell people, like, hey, should I go to PC? I'm like, dude, it's the same game. You're just going to be bad at it again. So, mine is just play on your console and just get as good as you can. Like, I understand streaming is easier on a PC, but like, get a capture card and just. Be a be a console gamer and play all the console games. If if you don't think that you're gonna play all the PC games, I just I, I wanted to play WoW too. Like I built a computer for Legion, so I was like, I want to play WoW. I love WoW, so I played WoW, and then I was like, I want to play Overwatch. And I was like, I started Overwatch was really my first ever like real shooter on, on a mouse and keyboard. Uh, PUBG really really got my skills like my aiming skills up there a little bit, and then Fortnite has has taken it kind of another level. Like my DPS changed about fifty times. Like. So I, I, to be honest, I was more of a console guy too. But I played League of Legends as well. So I was like, PC makes sense. Those are all my games. They're, they're all on PC, so I might as well just play PC games. Yeah, I think the only PC games I'd ever played before is like backyard baseball, and I was a young kid. So it's, it's been it's been. Yeah, I, play, I played that on stream a few times. I don't know if you saw that. Really? Mm-hmm. Now I always wish they would recreate backyard baseball and have like a full online franchises of backyard baseball. I think that would be. If I could create any video or bring any video game back, it's like a remastered. I think Backyard Baseball might be up there. Well, there's an emulator out there to get it for free now. So, really? if you ever want to do that, yeah, it's pretty easy. Just Google it. All right. Um, I play Backyard Football too. Um, and it's funny. I was like the Seahawks playing against the Patriots. Oh, wow. And, uh, and I threw the ball in the one yard line and actually caught it and we won. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that it played out like that. Change in history. Yep. 
So I got a some some kind of one-off questions to wrap things up here. As far as uh, baseball gamers, you know, where, where do you rank yourself as far as the, the best of the best in the, in the MLB world? Uh, famously, uh, number one. And is, so, there, is there uh, anybody I, you'd, you'd say is close to you? To be honest, the only real guy, the way I rank it is if you play on PC, you're just maybe not even, it's not necessarily even skills wise, but if you play at PC games, you just, you take it more seriously. Um, there's just more you have to do. There's more you got to maintain. There's more games you can play and more more mechanics to learn and more variety. And console doesn't provide that. So um, it just takes more of a commitment. So to be honest, probably 100 pence. You know, he's a big Hearthstone streamer for a long time, played World of Warcraft as well. I know he's a hardcore gamer. He's he's up there, but like, you know, if we're going by royalty right now, like I'm a, I'm the only I'm the only guy I know of that plays PC at a high, PC Fortnite to a high level. Yeah, there's probably there's probably someone out there better than me. Yeah, but I don't know. For right you now, you're the cream of the crop. I'll be on the cream of the crop in Fortnite on PC for baseball players. Um, but I'm pretty much just going the going the the route that Gordon Hayward went when he said I'm the best in the league, and then he tweeted again right after it, at League of Legends. And he's good at, he's good at this too from the NBA. But yeah, I mean, most pretty much everyone plays console. I know Brett Phillips, who I'm going to do it with, plays console. Like everybody plays console because it's more portable, and they're just not making the commitment. I'm the biggest nerd I know. Uh, that's yeah. Having a PC sense. just shows you're you're a little more dedicated. You're I have more three enjoyed. PCs. That's just. Yeah. They're there everywhere I go. I build something new, and I built it myself. And I like, like have I've done everything. So it's just, it's just. I think that that's worth something. Okay, and if you could build a Fortnite squad, including yourself, with any three people, doesn't matter if they're a gamer or not, who would you choose? Ooh, any three people. I'd pick Nolan Ryan because he's awesome, uh, and I think he'd just be so hyper competitive that he'd get super good. Um, so that's my baseball player. We'll go Nolan Ryan, and then wow, this is tough. Who would be the coolest person to meet? I mean, one of my big ones that I wanted to play with for a long time that I was fortunate to do like a week ago was Dead Mouse. He just hopped into a game randomly, which was insane. Uh, and I've been a huge fan of his for so long. Hell, who who would my second person be? I'm trying to think of like a like an entertainer or musician. Freddie Mercury from Queen. And then, hmm, let's go with, come on, Trevor. You could think of someone else. I'm going to think of an actor now. Uh, Chris Pratt. So those three guys, Nolan Ryan, <laughs> Freddie Mercury, and Chris Pratt on my Fortnite team. And then how about, like, people you've played with? Do you have, like, an ideal squad? of, Like, if you were, if there was a, if they announced tomorrow there was a million-dollar Fortnite tournament squads, who would you want on your team? million dollar Fortnite. well i mean i don't think okay so let's let me frame this in two ways my god squad is dr lupo ninja tim the tab man and let me and then if we have to sub someone out we're going to sub me out for <laughs> uh basically i do work aka marcel um the youtuber so those those four guys or me so we'll say we're we're five but we're rotating one um any combination, actually, of those five guys is my squad. Um, but but if I really want to win, I'd take Kalosi and Tifu and Ninja. Yeah. You, do you watch a lot of the Friday Fortnite? Yeah, I, I watch it pretty 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 closely. Actually, I think that Tifu and Kalosi are just so good at playing in that format. 
Yeah. I think that's I I think that it would be a closer mat. I think it would be much harder for them to dominate like they do in closed custom games where they're fighting against all pros. Yeah. Do you think that's like um, the future of Fortnite as an esport? Like once they make custom games a thing? Yeah, I think that the but the beauty, I think they're thinking that seeing that a, there's a bunch of formats that work that 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 kind of play to different people's strengths. That's kind of cool. I think that doing the Fortnite Friday thing should continue. Um, I think that's super because it's just so random. But at the same time, like maybe extend the number of games. So instead of doing two, they do four. Yeah. Right. And maybe go to a fifth, and like make it an hour and a half or two hours. Uh, so it's not quite as RNG, but it's it's the strategy is really interesting in that format like you have to land and you have to rotate well um and you have to get lucky a little bit lucky which is kind of kind of sports and but i think that in the most part the most skills straight up skills uh like the solos the end of solo games like in profe- like professionals playing against each other like a ninjas tournament they did yeah that was super fun to watch. like i was locked i did not want to turn it off uh yeah. the program was super fun to watch Duos. I don't think squads will ever get to the point um, because they'll just become four on four sniping matches, um, and then the building will get it will overload the server so much that you'll get lagged no matter what. So I think duos and solos will be cool, um, and I think they should continue the Fortnite Friday as like a like honestly, they should run these events like a little bit like a track meet, like where you can play in the duos and you can play in the solos and then you yeah. get like points like organizations get points even if you have the same players playing in both but the f- different formats give you different amounts of points i think that'd be super fun to watch and i think you could extend the like the amount of content you could create instead of having just an hour event or whatever or a four-hour event you could like make it a weekend I, I don't know there's a lot of things you can do but again fortnite's just on top of these things like it could be anything um and it'd be they're fun to watch for their own reasons and have you played any tournaments so far I unfortunately with my with my day job, not a lot, not not yeah, gotten gotten avail, available in those. But I think that I'm going to try to get into uh, nerd out music started one on Sundays and Sundays at five are actually possible at some point. Um, I might be able to get into a couple Sundays before the off season. Now the off season, I'm going to play in every tournament I possibly can, um, nice. just to, just to do it. Um, to be honest, do I think that I'll hang? I might be able to hang, but I'm not. I don't think I'm going to go dominate or, or even get close to winning but if i win a couple of rounds here and there uh I, i'd be fired up i'd say i'm a two-sport athlete and I, would, <laughs> I, would, I would take that to my grave what is your most memorable moment you've had playing video games memorable moment there's something that sticks out it's like uh, the best time you've had playing video games or best accomplishment okay there's uh, i got a short list one, killing the Lich King. I got pugged into a really good guild, and they just asked me to come heal for him one day because my guild had fallen apart, and uh, and we we ran it on heroic, and I was like, this is so fun. I'm having so, and they just gave me everything because they all had everything. That was great. Finally getting the title and everything, um, you know, of the Ice Crown Citadel or whatever. That was really cool in Lich King. Um, getting my first legendary in Legion just out of a out of a box like I, I have a clip of it i did on a stream i just lost my mind it was awesome now, now everyone's got like 10 legendaries so it's not that cool anymore but it was when you got your first one having uh playing with ninja tim and reaver our first game when ninja just hopped into our game that was that was one of the more fun fun days i've had playing the first time tim ever hosted me at playing overwatch that was i had my first like oh my god there's fifteen thousand people here just moment 
which was insane. I remember I ran up size and told my wife like I was a little kid. Uh, um, and then way back, way back, um, I don't know. I just have really fond memories of like running early with a couple of my buddy buddies in high school, running like every single, making every single raid with our guild and like clearing the, clearing all the content of, uh, of Lich King. And like just afterwards farming a bunch of mats for the next day and, and going to check what stuff sold on the age. Like I just loved playing WoW so much and and just, you know, crushing energy drinks with my buddies. Uh, <laughs> that's probably my fondest memories. I think that's just what gaming is. It's just is that atmosphere, but just the same feeling of camaraderie people get playing up sports or going to the movie or, you know, just hanging out with your friends. That's just what we did, having land parties. And, and that's that's some of the best times of my life. And you play MLB the show a little bit, right? A little bit. I'm playing a while, but a little bit. So I have a question. So you're in the game, obviously. Yeah. Do, when you play MLB the show, do you play as yourself? And yes, we we. The whole thing was like when I was hurt for a while, I uh, I only played my turn of the rotation I was starting. So I just pitched me. So it was like the day I was supposed to be pitching in real life, I couldn't. So I played vicariously through my digital self. Um, and things went well for the most part. Uh, the one time, though, I did play Dine and Dynasty against somebody for fun. I was playing against subs. They all killed me. Um, but I pitched against myself. Again, he was hitting as me, and he hit a homer off me, playing me, with me, which my guy has, like, 11 power, so I have no <laughs> idea how it happened. But uh, I got to find that clip somewhere. That was That was pretty incredible. How how many times have you hit in the in the MLB games? I have three three at bats and three strikeouts. Oh damn! All right, last thing I ask every uh, guest: you know, if if you were talking to someone who was on the fence about starting to play video games, wasn't really sure if it was for them, what would you say to them? I'd say there is something out there for you, uh, and if you're looking for something to do in your, your downtime or you travel a lot, get you a switch. And get you Zelda and get started. Uh, I always say that because the day I got surgery, my wife was with me and she had my Switch and Zelda, and she played for 10 hours. She never played a game for more than half an hour in her life. And so now she plays a Switch every once in a while. She's beat Mario Odyssey and, and, and Zelda. So anything can happen. I'd say, you know, think about like the type of things like if you like doing puzzles or if you like doing, um, or if you just like hanging out and like, RPing or whatever, there's a game for you. So, so um, if you get, get time to kill, I'd, I'd give it a chance. All right, last anything you want to plug for anyone listening before you take off? Sure, let's plug the uh, social medias. I am I am Trevor May on Twitch and Twitter. Uh, Instagram is Trev May sixty five. It will be switched. To I am Trevor May soon, but it's Trev May sixty five at the moment uh, on YouTube. I am I am Trevor May as well. Um, and uh and yeah i'm pretty much i have my dms open on everything so if you ever have a question for me or anything no guarantee that i'm gonna see it and reply but i'll try and uh you know i'm always always down to down to 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 talk about games um and uh currently streaming at 9 a.m most days at, at the twitch channel and uh hope i see some of you guys there